Hey, y'all. Welcome back for another episode of Get Basa Maya Say. I am your host, Rebecca Macias. And today we're going to really just dive into all things holidays. I mean, tis the season, whether you are making some tamales or going out around town and checking out the awesome Christmas lights displays. Um, and then in case you're not already thinking about it, but... 2023 will be here before we know it. Um, and so today I actually have Libby Day with us, who is the Director of Communications at the San Antonio Parks Foundation. And she's going to be talking to us about what's to expect for this year's celebration. So Libby, thank you so much again for joining us today. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here and uh, get to chat with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as for people that may not be familiar, so Celebrate Essay is the huge annual celebration that happens downtown with all things of the fireworks getting around to bring in the new year with family or friends and loved ones. Um, and it really is just kind of all about, you know, celebrating downtown and, you know, what is to come for each new year. Um, and so this year is actually supposed to be the theme of dancing in the streets, which is such a fun theme. Um, so, I mean, kind of talk to us a little bit about how long has this annual celebration been going on for the city? Yeah, so I started with the organization. I started with the foundation about a, a year and a half ago. Um, but my understanding is the Celebrate SA has been going on since the mid '90s. Oh wow! <laughs> so we've we've got some history there, and it's it's really intended to be, you know, exactly what it says. It's really intended to celebrate all things San Antonio and really celebrate um, all of the accomplishments that that individuals, businesses, the city at large has had over the past year, and then you know put our intentions into 2023 and and figure out the best way to 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 ring it in together. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's always a great way just to have a cap of the year of just, you know, celebrating all the new businesses and all the things are really what makes San Antonio San Antonio. So I know even a little bit too, you kind of talked about it's been going on since the 90s. So I mean, what can people expect for this year as far as, you know, vendors or music or, you know, what's going to be happening for this year's celebration? Yes, this is my favorite question. <laughs> um, so with with our theme of dancing in the streets, we actually have partnered with a local dance studio. So we'll have some of their students and performers out there, their elite uh, group, I believe they refer to them as. And um, in addition to that, you know, celebrate essay. You got to give people what they want. Give the people what they want. And what <laughs> they want is fireworks, a good party, a cold beer, you know, and some talent on the stages. And one of the things that we work really hard to do at the San Antonio Parks Foundation is to feature and highlight our our local artist communities. Um, you know, we have a lot of uh, opportunities, thankfully, to, to put people on stage. And, you know, I really believe that our locals deserve the opportunities to play on big stages for big crowds and to get paid for it, you know. So this year we are featuring Eddie and the Valiants, on the main stage, along with John Charlie's Heavy Love and DJ Isaiah from Texas. Nice. And that's all presented by Thomas J. Henry. Um, they've been an amazing partner for us in being able to keep these events free and open to the public. You know, when we look at um, <clears throat> all of the things in this economy, right, <laughs> um, it's really a challenge for us to make sure that everybody's getting paid the way that we feel they should be paid, um, you know, certainly fair. And and 
you know, cover all of those costs while not charging a ticket price, while, you know, keeping our vendor fees and and things that allow us to really engage with the community and and have San Antonio come out and have a good time. Um, it's our partners like, you know, Michelob and Thomas J. Henry and Southtown Vinyl and folks who are who are making cash commitments to really help us cover these costs that kind of make it all possible. Um, and that's a lot of what goes into the planning as well. But um, what we are bringing back is the carnival rides and attractions. That's one thing that we kind of scaled back last year. Because we wanted it to be a little bit less hands-on, less less touch activities, right. um, just to try and be mindful of the public health Absolutely. status. Um, but those things will be back in full force this year. Um, we've also got artisan vendors like retail candy, desserts, clothing, um, henna tattoos, and then our team in the office has worked really hard to bring in some new food vendors. Um, we actually have a new beverage concessionaire that we are really excited about. Um, they have great customer service and really know how to turn the drinks out. So <laughs> the lines will be short. That's always our goal so that people can get food and drink and, and really just enjoy themselves. Um, so uh, that's kind of the bulk of it. Yeah, um, no, that's awesome. And I think it's going to be so cool to really see all of these locals and vendors coming together, whether you're having a good time with a drink in hand or you've got your family and friends right beside you just to shop local and, you know, just kind of really move it around downtown before yep. the fireworks come on. Well, I was going to say, I forgot the most important part, the fireworks <laughs> show. Um, you know, and it's so funny. We get questions every year. You know, what time are the fireworks going to happen? And it, it it's at midnight on the dot. Precision timing be at there, midnight. Square before midnight. Make sure you got your spot prepared yep. so you can see them. <laughs> Make sure you've got your spot. Know where you want to be. Have your friends and family with you if they're downtown celebrating with you. The crowd gets, you know, real tight, usually between about 10 and midnight. Um, you know, it's really free-flowing prior to then, 6 to 10. You've really got a lot of room to kind of move around, explore the footprint, check out all the vendors, check out the Arneson stage music. Um, and then, you know, as it gets closer to midnight, that South Alamo Street. People um, slowly kind of start trickling in. crowd, they really <laughs> start to pack in in front of that South Alamo main stage. So, you know, one of the things that we did last year as well to – be mindful of social distancing, even right. though the event is outside. We always want to do everything that we can, you know, in abiding with any like city, state, federal restrictions, guidelines, all of that. But we know what we figured is more space really can't hurt. And so we went ahead and we added the Arneson River Theater to the footprint for this event. Nice. Um, in past years prior to 2021, it, it wasn't in the footprint. It wasn't, it wasn't activated. It wasn't utilized for this event. And you know, one of the things we love to bring, you know, some attention to is that the Riverwalk is part of our linear park system. Mm -hmm. um, it's not it's not just, you know, it's kind of that one image that a lot of San Antonio residents and locals have about the Riverwalk downtown. It's really a linear park. And for us, we love having the opportunity to program the Arneson River Theater because it's such a historic, special space and the the type of show and guest experience that you can create there is so novel. Um, and we, you know, having that 800 person seat amphitheater right there. I mean, that's kind of the only seating in the footprint for folks if they don't bring their own like lawn chair, which we don't necessarily encourage. Um, we don't ban it either. Right. Uh, we want people to be comfortable. So if you're going to be there, 
you know, from six to midnight and you want to have a place to sit, you want to claim your spot. We do see folks bring like lawn chairs, camping chairs, um, but really the Arneson is such a good, such a good spot to be able to kind of sit, have a little home base. There's concessions there, and um, so we're really excited about bringing that back this year. It was a huge success last year, and I think a large part of that was due to the talent that we had on the stage last year. We had Volcan and um, Rat King Cole, and True Indigo as well um, were just a couple of the of the bands that were on that stage, and we saw it, it was packed from like seven to midnight. That's you awesome. Know? And so that's really what we're hoping for again this year, um, because for us, you know, really we make the majority of our um, revenue through concession sales, and so that's why it's really important to us that we, you know, we be mindful of short wait times and really providing the best guest experience that we can. Um, not only because that's the way that we can pull in some more dollars to support this free programming, but also it's you know we just want to make sure people have a good time. Yeah, definitely. And I know especially with this annual celebration, I mean it tracks over more than seventy thousand people a year from whether it's people in town or you know people traveling or commuting, you know visiting family yeah. and stuff. So I mean what, I know you kind of touched a little bit about you know how you guys bring on you know the vendors to the music and to the performances. So I mean how long does that normally take? kind of like with the behind the scenes and like really kind of making sure you're selecting those vendors and selecting those artists to perform for you guys. Yeah. So we're incredibly fortunate to have amazing partners on this event because it is an official City of San Antonio event. That means that we have the support of Center City Development Operations, of Solid Waste, PD, Fire, um, and so we kind of maintain those conversations throughout the year as far as things like construction, right? Like, you know, we used to utilize um, Maverick Plaza at La Villita, but it's been under construction now for the last, well, last year and now this year. Um, and so that really eliminates that that space, right? you know, so we can't utilize that. But um, we are fortunate to be able to have some things be kind of turnkey over the years. It's been happening, you know, since the mid-90s. And so there's some of those conversations that we've been fortunate, they kind of carry on year after year in terms of, you know, any changes to the footprint or is the timeline going to be the same as last year? So we don't really have to start from scratch, which we're so grateful for right? Um, because that would really force us um, to spend a large portion of our of our year in the Parks Foundation office planning this. And we we host about 10 other large events annually. And so we really kind of do like one a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I handle a lot of our sponsorship sales and that's what drives our ability to kind of build in more programming, build in more talent, you know, offer more types of activations. Right. Um, and so I – really begin sponsorship sales January 1. Awesome. Um, Okay. And I really should probably begin them, you know, like two years before the (laughs) event. I should have been focusing on 2024 last year, Um, but that's not always the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Um, But we really try and start those conversations with with our potential sponsors and partners early, 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 as early as we can because we're so reliant on those dollars. They really dictate what what we're able to provide to the community um, because we're an independent 501c3 
Um, and these are all direct services to the community. For us, we're we're very lucky if we see a profit at the end of the day. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, with that, yeah, really January 1. I mean, even <laughs> we did our 2023 planning meeting two months ago. So oh, wow. <laughs> where we start to kind of outline any expected changes and what happened this year. Or, right. You know, we always do a debrief after each you know, event, especially for New Year's Eve, because it's such a big one. Definitely. Um, things that went well, things we need to improve on, small issues like okay, the, the the water hose was too far away for the vendors that were over here. We have to find another solution because they can't be running through the crowd of 70,000 people at right. 11 p.m. <laughs> because they need to do all these things. <laughs> so there's some minutia that, is, you know, it's easy to get caught up in, but it's those small details that afford us the opportunity to come back and do this event year after year. Um, we we absolutely do our best to make sure that the vendors and the guests, you know, both have um, a, a hopefully a seamless experience because we know it's a lot to come downtown for New Year's Eve, especially for some of the small businesses. So we want to make sure it's worth their time. Absolutely. And I think also, too, I mean, for those that may not have been familiar with really what goes on behind the scenes and the things that you guys tend to improve or make adjustments like we definitely appreciate that because then it's like it makes a difference if we do notice it or if we don't yeah. but realizing that y'all really do kind of really deep dive into the details of those kind of things for yeah. sure and you know like I said we're incredibly lucky to have our partners at the city um, they help guide so much of that knowledge transfer mm -hmm. year after year in terms of what needs to be done on on really the operations and logistics side as far as public safety right. and all of those kind of risk management plans. So we work with their teams on that. But at the end of the day, they offer an incredible amount of support um, and knowledge to our team to kind of help tie it all together. And, um, you know, we didn't even really touch on our broadcast partnership. So News for San Antonio is is who broadcasts the live fireworks show. And they go live from 10.30 p.m. until a little after midnight. Nice. Um, okay. And so we do a lot of planning with them in advance. We have at least a couple planning meetings, some walkthroughs that include the Fairmount Hotel and some of the other local businesses in the area so that they're all in the know about what's going to happen as well because it really impacts their operations for that night. Mm -hmm. um, all the street closures and, you know, just having an extra 70,000 people in your front yard. Right. Um, very <laughs> Very small detail, but, um, you know, so we work with News 4 um, and their team on commercial breaks, talking points, which anchors are going to be there. Are we going to do live interviews? Are we going to do pre-recorded interviews? Which everybody prefers live. It's kind of hard to get that same, same energy. Feeling, right. right? <laughs> Got to capture it in the moment. Um, and so we work on getting those scheduled. Um, we put together an actual stage schedule for okay. each stage that has when the MC is talking, when there is a band break, when there's this, um, and down to the minute, you know, where it's like, okay, Mary Jane's going to introduce our board chair, and then our our board chair is going to introduce X, Y, Z, and mm -hmm. we're just got like, okay, a minute here, a minute here, but that really helps the production team do their best job because if they don't have a timeline of exactly what needs to be happening on stage and you're trying to manage commercial breaks and, yeah. you know, all of these <laughs> things, then – 
they can go hairy pretty quickly. Right. And so we build all of that out in addition to just like a standard production run of show, which includes street closures, when the portalettes are getting delivered, when the vendors can load in, when they can start selling, when we're going to do health inspections. All of that stuff gets, you know, piled into one giant document, which is our Bible, you know, for <laughs> basically the, <laughs> what y'all's go to for throughout the yes. year. <laughs> Anytime anyone's got a question, I'm like, wait, where is that? Let where's me, the Bible? Where's the, where like, where's the run of show? Where's the run of show? Um, but uh, yeah, that, those are just some of the the main things that kind of go into the behind the scenes, the planning. Um, we also put together a VIP reception at the Fairmont Hotel, um, and that's mostly for elected officials, some of our sponsor partners, our board members. It's not something that's open to the public, um, but we do put a lot of kind of tender love and care into planning that experience because we do appreciate, you know, the mayor coming downtown and, and always being so enthusiastic about ringing in the new year. Um, and so it's those, you know, again, small, small touches that we, we hope make the difference. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think really those small things go a long way. And I, we, I know for sure, at least hearing all about this, I had no idea that that's all that goes into (laughs) it. So I greatly appreciate you guys and y'all's team. And I mean, hopefully everybody else that does end up tuning in, if whether you're watching it live on the live stream or you actually come downtown, I mean, then they can see it all come to light for 2023. (laughs) We, you know, I love being able to come and share that type of information because it also, you know, for folks who are listening or they, they're watching, they tune in. If they're, if you want to be involved in New Year's Eve, this is really a citywide celebration. Um, and we want more of the community to reach out and get involved in whatever way they see fit. Do you have a local business that wants to do a pop-up? Do you have a food business or do you want to be a performer? Do you have an idea that you think would just be so amazing and it would be so much better if we could do this one thing? We want to hear about that. And so the opportunities like this to come and talk to you guys, that's really how we get a lot of our messaging out because as a small nonprofit, our marketing budget is – conservative. Um, and so having chances to come out and just talk about what we do is is so important to us. And obviously, you know, I enjoy it. So yeah. it's nice to highlight, you know, the work that our team puts in year after year, because um, I think it does all get lost in the in the New Year's chaos, sometimes you're like, oh, wait, there's a, a team of people that had to make this happen. Absolutely. And how, do, yeah. and how do they do that? I think it's so amazing that you guys have been able to do this since the 90s. And each each year, it's like it gets better as it comes into San Antonio for people that are traveling out of town or even people that live in town and see it all come to life once it's New Year's Eve. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, if you guys don't have New Year's plans, be sure to check out Celebrate SA for Dancing in the Streets. And again, thank you so much. Libby for talking with us and giving us all the ins and outs of this year's celebration and hopefully we will see you downtown for the new year. I will be there so thank (laughs) you so much for chatting with me and um, I hope to see the rest of San Antonio down there too. (laughs) And in case we don't talk to you then but uh, happy new year, happy holidays and uh, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks y'all.